Welcome to episode 23 of the Top 2 Inches Rugby Podcast, brought to you by iSpy Surveys, the go-to specialist survey and inspection company based in Exeter, Devon. So, what's coming up on this episode? Obviously, we will be checking in on the news. Ollie will be here as ever to review the latest round of the Gallagher Premiership, and we will look ahead to the conclusion of the Heineken and the Challenge Cup, respectively. Obviously, my boys Leicester are in the final of the Challenge Cup on Friday night against Montpellier at Twickenham with fans. So absolutely looking forward to that one. Unfortunately, if Bath had made the final, um, we'd have been going, but we're not. So we'll have to watch it on the telly. Um, And I think that's probably about it. There's not a great deal to talk about this weekend. Um, So, yeah, let's just crack on and get on with this episode. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, mate. I am good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. I'm just going to turn the volume down a little bit because you are very loud in my ears for some reason. Good to hear. Good to hear. As long as you can hear me loud and clear. I certainly can. I certainly can. So, um, how you been, mate? Good week? Mate, pretty pretty standard week. Um, busy, busy? How about yourself? Yes, I've actually had to earn my money this week, mate. Um yeah, it's been a busy, busy, busy week for me so far, and it's only just got to Wednesday. So, hey-ho, never mind. But good news, fans were back in the crowds. Um, on, Brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic. Such good fun watching the games, and obviously we will chat about the latest round of the Gallagher Premiership in just a bit. Um, shall we just start on the news? Yep. Yeah, so poor old, uh, well, not poor old, um, well, yeah, maybe poor old. So in the news, BBC reporting, Kyle Eastman has reported that he is retiring from professional rugby, citing the passion is no longer there. Bit of a loss, yeah. bit of a shame. It, it, Good player. Yeah. It, it, cracking player, cracking player, in my opinion. He's uh, unbelievable uh, natural ability and skill set, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, it, it is a shame and it's it's sad for a player of that sort of calibre and capability that I suppose that it's ended the way it has, isn't it? But sort of Yeah, because I mean, obviously he played for Bath, he played for Tigers. Do you think he was better in the Bath shirt or the Tigers shirt? Personally, I think uh, the best union he played was when he was at Bath and it was George Ford at 10, Eastman and Joseph in the centres and those three together worked very, very well for a season or so, wasn't it? So, um that's my personal opinion. I, I, I don't think he no, played I, I, the well for Tigers. I, I, I would agree with that one, mate. I think he, he definitely was, he shone brightest when he was at Bath. And like you said, having Ford and, and, and Joseph outside him showing the ropes of, you know, rugby union, he certainly was on fire there. So, I mean, yeah, it's a shame. I wonder, I don't, I don't think it kind of says what he's going to do with his life now because he's actually only 31. Yeah, um, he's quite young, isn't he? I think yes. I think he said he he wants to stay in the game, but I don't know what what he means by that. But yeah, what capacity? Obviously, I mean, every, from what I've heard, anyway, every player that's um that's played or trained with him just can can and nothing but hold him in the highest regard, isn't it? His, his ability and his sort of mind mind for the game and everything. So um, yeah, be certainly by the sounds of it, a good guy to keep in. If he's interested in having any sort of 
capacity, whether it be coaching or anything, isn't it? But... Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just moving along, so another um, phenomenal captain has retired um, from rugby altogether. Keevan Reid, the All Blacks captain, um, he has decided at the age of 35 he's going to retire at the end of the season. Um, and I think he, he's obviously over in Japan at the moment. Uh, I think he plays for the Toyota Toyota Verblitz, I think. I'm sure it's them. Yeah, I don't know, actually. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, let's just have a little little chat about him. Uh, 127 test appearances for the All Blacks, named captain in 2016 following Richie Record, Record's retirement, uh, World Cup winner 2011-2015, Named World Cup Player of the uh, World Player of the Year in two thousand and thirteen. Um, what a what a guy! What a player! Yeah. Uh, and what, a career. what a career! What a career! I mean, fair play. He's obviously thirty five now. He's probably getting a bit. Um, body's probably not as good as it used to be. Um, and obviously, he's over in Japan, cashing in on the older uh, yen. Is it yen? <laughs> in J- is it yen in Japan? It is, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, absolutely fair play to him. Um, yeah. 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 No, has retired. Not really say no more, mate. I think I, I heard an interview not not that long ago, actually, on a, on another rugby pod, and he was uh, like a lot of the uh, all black um, players. Just just sounded like a real down to earth, humble type of guy. Like, um, and I, I actually feel a bit sorry for him in a way. I always have done because he's like you just you just listed off. A lot of his, uh, or a fair amount of his, sort of career achievements and that there, and it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? If you put that across test players across the world over however many years, but I think he's almost always lived in the shadow of following on in the captaincy from the the legend that was Richie McCaw, isn't it? So uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and and but to be fair, I think when Richie retired, he did definitely um, fill the boots to a degree. You know, oh yeah, fo- massively, massively, but it's. Still, big, big boots to fill, always, wasn't it? But um, absolutely, yeah. Quality, yeah, no, cracking, cracking player. Yeah, just a shame we never got to see him over in the Premiership. Really, that would be pretty special. He probably would have gone to Tigers, I'd imagine. <laughs> uh, Tigers haven't been able to sign anyone of that sort of caliber for a few years, have they? <laughs> oh, I don't know. The daily is pretty decent. <laughs> anyway, let's well, not maybe, get maybe no, maybe no, maybe. Let's not get onto Tigers. Um, and obviously, I think last week I kind of hinted that the Exeter was signing the New Zealand-based prop, Josh Asif- Asafia Scott. And I was right. It was it was Waikato. So, yeah, that has been confirmed this week. He's only 24. He's something like six foot four, weighs like, I don't know, 19, 20 stone, and is an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Thomas Francis is off to Offsprays next season. De- sounds like a decent... You know, uh, replacement yeah, um, for him. Yeah, definitely, and and obviously being a southern hemisphere, he's available all season, isn't he? So um, yeah, um, big tick there, isn't it? Is it okay if I bag him now for my fantasy team next season? You do what you want, mate. You're going to lose whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we did discuss whether we were going to talk about this. We both agreed not to, so I'm not going to. But yeah, interesting things coming out of France. That's all I'm going to say. Um. Gallagher Premiership. Let's let's have a little review of that one, shall we? Um, yeah, there's a couple of other transfer rumours. Oh, oh, I mean, you forgot Sarri's watch again. Also. Go on. Yeah, don't forget Sarri's watch, mate. But another, yeah. another drop in. Uh, 
What rumours have you heard? Yeah, well, Henry Thomas, Bath related. Henry Thomas apparently. Oh, he's, he's a, yeah. Pretty much a done deal. He's over to uh, La Rochelle with uh, Reina Nogara, isn't it? So that seems like a decent um, deal for him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He, he's not been in the greatest form for Bath, though, is he? No, he's not. Um, he's not what I would say is first choice. Um, but you know, pr- pretty useful uh, number two choice in his position, isn't it? It's just uh, that's. I mean, it's a separate subject. We won't get onto Bath either, mate. But um, yeah, um, and the other one I heard was uh, apparently Bristol and Pat Lamb are speaking to Denny Solomona. Really? Yeah. I don't know how wow. much is in that one. That is just a rumor at this stage, but that would be interesting because he's probably someone who needs a bit of a a kickstart revival to his career, doesn't he? So Bristol could be a very good fit if that works out. Yeah, do you know what? That really surprises me because obviously Bristol have got quite a lot of quality wingers as it is. Yeah. So, ooh, where have you heard that one then? Ah, you, can, you can't say. I've got my sources, mate. I've got my sources. Somerset Times, yeah? <laughs> no. I can't, actually, I can't remember where I saw that one in all honesty. <laughs> right, fair enough. Well, that's, that's interesting. Um, and yes, you, yeah... We did nearly forget Sarri's watch before we get into the Gallagher Premiership. Um, Sarri's played Monday night, I think it was, um, yeah. at, at home against Ampt Hill. Um, put on a show to, for the crowds. Put on a show for the yeah for the fans. Sixty nine twelve victory there. Yeah. Um, literally, all the boys are still playing. Tompkins is there. Uh, Maitland's and Andy playing. Andy Good's back. Andy Good, I think you mean. Oh, <laughs> Alex uh, Good. Alex Good's back. If Andy Good was back, that'd be fantastic, but he'd be the best of me. I think he might be struggling now, but to be fair to him. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, you're right. Yeah, and, um, not Andy. Jesus. What's he called? No, yeah. Alex. Is it Alex Good, isn't it? Alex, Alex Good, yeah. He was on the bench for Sarri, so he's it's back from back. Japan. England fullback. Yeah. Yeah. But Cracking again, player, yeah. So good, I good mean, to see him back from Japan and Mark McCall's not messing about me. I mean, the pack was Vunapola, George, yeah. um, Vincent Cock, uh, Itoji, Kapoku, Clark, I'm not sure about Jackson Ray, Billy Vanapola. I mean, they ain't messing about, are they? They're just they're going for it now. So yeah, sixty nine yeah, twelve. They they've got they I think they've A, they've got to um win every game and, and win every game comfortably, haven't they? And uh, also the Lions guys, um and probably the guys who are potentially going on the England tour need to um need to get the game time in, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so yeah, fair play. Okay, so any more news? Anything else you want to chat about before we get on to the Gallagher Premiership? Uh, no, nothing else from me. Good, good. Okay, so Friday Night Lights, mate. Um, your bath at home to sale at the wreck. Yep. Uh, 17 all at half time. Bath again got off to a flyer. Some great tries, although I do say Red Bar's try was forward pass. Bayliss's try was really nice. Um, Sale again had a couple of guys sent in the sim bin, Bath banging on the line and couldn't kind of make... Sale had two guys off at the same time, didn't they? And they kind of couldn't make it make it count um, when Sale were down to 13 men. But in all fairness to Bath, Sale, when they were down to 13 men, their defence just looked ridiculous. Tom Curry was on fire. Talk of him being the next England captain as well now. Um, but just another sad, sad day for Bath, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it's... Uh, I wasn't too, too upset, to, to be honest. I like, um, 
it was always going to be a tough, a tough fixture. So, so a genuine top four side, and they were. Um, they, they didn't play. They didn't play great, but they they won. No, no, no. But look, just looking at the sort of starting line, you know, going into the fixture, form and starting lineups again, and the fact that they're top four, a genuine top four side this season, and and Bath aren't. It was always going to be a tough ask for Bath. Um, but overall, like it could have been a lot worse. To be fair, they um, they put in a very good, certainly the first half, very good. Uh, Good crack at it, and like you say, a couple of nice tries. I, I don't agree that it was a forward pass; it was uh, the try was given, so end of. Uh, but moving I thought, on, uh, I thought that'd be but yeah, I, 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 I agree. Um, yeah, I think when, like you say, two yellow cards and not able to um, make the most of that and, and and rack up a few more points was probably the potentially the the turning point in the game because obviously Sale come back out of that back to fifteen and a going to be massively on the confidence levels for both sides is a, is a huge swing, isn't it? So, uh, probably ended the game. Um, and, yeah, say no more, really, mate. It's just, it is what it is, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. I'm obviously disappointed to lose, but um, not, it's not it's not a huge disappointment because... Uh, Bath, Bath are now out of the eight spots for um, Heineken Cup next year, aren't they? Wasps have overtaken. And, in all honesty, like, I... I know I, we've I, talked I, about I, this. I said to you in the week, mate. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> like all the, other than sort of bragging rights to end as high as you can in the league, ending top eight for the likes of Bath is it's it's kind of irrelevant because they're they're never going in reality never going to actually challenge for the Heineken Cup next season because they're just the progression of the side and the club and where they are they're just not there yet. They, you know, if they keep moving forward and in positive steps and improving and improving, then arguably in two, three, four seasons, maybe, then you, you could consider them as contenders. But you just look at the, you know, the Heineken Cup itself and the guys who win it, they're, they're you know, stable, solid teams who have been building for years and years to get to where they are, isn't it? Um, yeah. Saracen did it, Chiefs have done it, and Toulouse uh, and, and La Rochelle are on, are, on, are on it now, aren't they, on the build and hopefully going for it. But, um, yeah, so, um, so, like, and to, to me, anyway, ending top eight is, is kind of irrelevant now. I think it's just a case of building for next season and just trying to get good performances in and, and bringing in, giving some of the, the guys who are going to be there next season a bit of game time as well to to get experience and minutes on the park, isn't it? But um, yeah, no, I, I can I can I can totally agree with that, mate. That seems a fair analogy analogy analysis of of where Bath are at, really. So, yeah, the Bath season overall, the the main. Well, one of the main concerns, anyway, is just not being uh, clinical enough. I think, especially when you get into the into the sort of final third, into the twenty-two. Um, Red cards like, as well, two, maybe. Like, yeah, but in all honesty, all clubs have been affected by that yeah, this season. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. That, that, that's a that's a game widespread issue, isn't it? With the high yeah. tackles in particular, head collisions or whatever, isn't it? So yeah, no. Um, and if he's, yeah, I mean, Sale are probably one of the worst on that, aren't they, with their records? 20, they seem to 21 yellow cards, I think. Yeah. But they seem to perform cards. even better with 13 or 14 people than they do with 15, don't they? So yeah, they've so obviously, uh, they've they've, worked I, I imagine, knowing Sanderson, they probably trained for that quite well. But... Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, let's um, progress. Saturday, Wasps, Worcester. Um, decent game. Um, Worcester played quite well again, um, but kind of just lacked again that killer instinct. 
there was a red card on in this game for the uh, Ben Morris. Yeah, Ben Morris, the Wasps flank on the 59th minute, um, which probably put a bit of a change on the scoreline because I think Wasps were, were, were kind of, you know, getting a foothold in the game. It ended up 23-19 to Wasps. Um, but a win is a win, you know, whether it's by one point, four points or 50 points. Um, yeah. You know, it's just a shame again for Worcester. I think they've only won one game since October, maybe. I think actually, I think it's the first game of the season, wasn't it, against Irish? Oh, was I'm it? Pretty sure. I think yeah. I think they picked up one or two COVID, sort of COVID yeah. cancellations, but um, a, like out and out genuine win. I'm pretty certain it was first game in the season against London Irish. But um, it could be wrong. I might be wrong. On that, but yeah, it could be wrong. Yeah, I think you are. But, um, anyway, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah, bad state of affairs for them. But but the good thing for them is actually this game. I thought anyway, and and I think last week as well. Their performances have are improved. better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd agree yeah. with that. I'd agree with that, and what and like you say, at the end of the day, this season is pretty much null and void now, isn't it? So it is all going to be about performances, giving the young guys a chance, getting them some game yeah. time, and you know, build, a bit of pride if nothing else, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, building for next season. Um, and and then so that brings us on to the, the most important game of the week: Tigers against Quins. I called it Tigers won thirty-five twenty-nine. Um, uh, I got Tigers as well, to be fair. You did. Thank you, mate. You did. You did. Um, I had. It's quite interesting because obviously Ellis Genge got his yellow card, um, and immediately when he got that yellow card, I, I had a text from Bruce Bob saying that yellow card is f- ridiculous, <laughs> aggressive. Um, but again, at that point, Tigers had um, Dan Cole was already in the bin. Genji was already in the bin, um, was in the bin. So they had to bring on some props. Nadolo went off um, while while that was kind of taking place. Um, and Leic- I just, Leicester was so dominant, really dominant. And I know you're probably going to turn and say, well, hang on a second, you know, Harlequins did score five tries. Um, but I just thought Leicester looked a lot better on a day. And I think it was what I kind of highlighted in the preview from last week, the fact that, Harlequins have come up against a team that is actually defensively really well organised. They run their plays, they know their patterns, um, and they they kind of kept um, Smith quite quiet. They kept Danny Kerr quite quiet, um, and and I just, yeah, I just thought it was a really solid performance by Leicester. I guess Borthwick probably won't be overly chuffed with the fact they conceded twenty nine points, um, and obviously Harlequins made a bit of a comeback, um, but obviously Leicester ha- held on. Uh, and, and took victory. I think Harlequins kind of got the comeback when most of you know the, the top dogs were kind of off the field as well, being substituted off. Yeah, Fair. yeah, I think that's pretty good. Pretty good summary, mate. Personally, I think you, you you won the game in the first half, didn't you? Was, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like literally on on the point on the points um, on the on the board. Points wise, wasn't it? You scored pretty much all of your points in the first. I think you might have got was it one penalty goal in the second half? Quinn uh, Quinn's got about three tries in the second half, didn't they? But yeah, I mean half time was twenty nine twelve. Yeah, think, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Absolutely, you're like you say, Quinn's. You know, but I think they were always going to come back, mate. You can't. You know, Quinn's uh, like like you said, the the uh, similar to the Bath Sale game, that probably what won the game was that. Um, period of being down to thirteen men, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah, they only conceded three dog, points. 
exactly. He dogged it out and pretty much conceded nothing, which is just a huge, huge confidence boost for Leicester and demoralising for Quinns, isn't it? But yeah. I think I think if Quinns had managed to get, um, well, obviously at the school line they would have, but if they if they had managed to get a try, which they probably should have, down to thirteen men, then that would have been the game, isn't it? Especially because how the scoreline ended, didn't it? But um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It would have been it would have been a different story. But again, I think that's the credit to Leicester and their defence and their you know their, the you know the defensive lines and patterns that they run. Um, just obviously, Bob, you know, brutal Bob gave his view on the on the Genge um, yellow card. I got to be honest with you, I didn't can't really see. Don't get me wrong. I know letter of the law, contact with the head was made, and et cetera, et cetera. But what else is he supposed to do? Just not bother trying to get the ball? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, uh, you know, we can have our views on it every sense with similar instance and already this season, isn't it? But yeah. some, something needs to be changed, doesn't it? Because it's, uh, it's messing with games too much, isn't it? And it's, uh, it's just stupid, isn't it? There's, there's just genuine error, rugby incident error, which is... Uh, and, yeah... I, I agree, mate. I, I I wouldn't have given a card for it, but um, it, like you say, let the law. You can't argue it, can you? It's uh, it is how it is at the moment. No, exactly. So it's really, yeah, it's really difficult. It's just um, you know, yeah. I just think, it, like you say, it does something does need to kind of change because how many other times in that game has someone cleared a ruck and probably smashed someone's head, not intentionally, um, um, and you know. Yeah, not not being kind of penalised for it, if you, if that makes sense. Just yeah, it quite there, often yeah. doesn't because it's um, we I think a lot of the time around the rucks, it's often going from uh just you know from a standing position and that sort of thing. So the actual impact is obviously a lot less risky, isn't it? So I think almost referees can sometimes turn a blind eye to that, isn't it? But I think yeah. it's when people come in with a bit of a run up into rucks, it's when it's obviously stands out a bit more, doesn't it? But yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think also when Gen- when Genge came back on, you could clearly see that he was. And I just thought, oh my god! I think I texted Brutal Bob and said, Genge needs to calm down. He's gonna he's gonna get redded in a minute. Um, and obviously he scored that fantastic try. He had two tries in the game. He, you know, I think he really put his hand up again to be. He's a, you know he's a good player, but I do think. I did worry at that point when he came back on that he might lose his head a little bit. But... Yeah, especially when you've got someone like the likes of Joe Marler on the opposition side who will definitely be giving him a good bit of lip, wouldn't they? A bit of banter for Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, I'm just so happy with that performance, especially the fact that it's leading into this week's weekend Challenge Cup. So, but we'll, we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, and then that's, obviously, that's the biggest thing, isn't it, mate? I think just a cracking. Yeah. A really, a really good, strong performance, and obviously getting the win because I think it was it three defeats in a row before that, wasn't it, in the Premiership for for Tigers? So yeah, we don't look back, mate. We only look forward. No, but I'm saying with yeah, the no, final, again, yeah. it's vitally important, isn't it? You don't want to be going into that with another Prem defeat, really, do you? It's a... no, no, you're absolutely right. Mate. Yeah, so it, yeah, it stands us in good stead for that for this coming Friday night. Um, yep. so no games on Saturday, and obviously, as we, as we mentioned when we started off, fans back in the crowd from Monday night. So there were fans yeah, in the game between Newcastle and Northampton, fans in the game between Bristol and Gloucester. But let's just start at Kingston Park, Northampton up there. We both chose Newcastle, uh, and we were right to choose Newcastle. Bit of a dour first half, um, to be fair. Not not a great deal going on. Got a little bit more lively in the second half. Uh, Newcastle put in this amazing scrum where it literally. Northampton were going back at a rate of knots. Radwan yeah. scored. Uh, O'Bonner scored for Newcastle. It was a lovely try. 
Um, and something's happened to Northampton. The switch has gone off, I think. They just didn't look at the races at all, if I'm honest. They just look quite poor, whereas Newcastle, you know, coming off that really big victory at home last weekend against uh, Irish, I think it was, um, played really well again. And, and, you know, it was one of those kind of gritty performances that they, they kind of can, you know, churn out, especially at Kingston Park. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, almost, like you say, it's a bit of a downward run of form for Saints in the last couple of games and the opposite for Newcastle, isn't it? They've um, almost back to the sort of performances they were doing at the beginning of the season. Isn't it? So it's, uh, but yeah, not, not, I agree. I, I didn't actually see the game live. I sort of flipped in and out of it and uh, and then watched the highlights. Sort of, but yeah, not the best, not the best of spectacles, but um, good solid win for Newcastle, like you say, mate. Mm, definitely. Um, which obviously then leads on to the other game on Monday night, the Bristol Gloucester game, which was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, what a game. Something like nine tries disallowed in the first half. Yeah, just, unbelievable. Just ridiculous. Unbelievable. Uh, Bristol obviously went on to win 39-7, so, you know, they're happy. Um, obviously, Gloucester got a red card, which was, you know, definitely a red quite early on, 16 minutes in. But again, it kind of seems that it looked like it galvanised uh, Gloucester a bit. And they really, uh, you know, I got that text from you saying, bloody hell, Gloucester are making a game of it. Um, but I think in the second half, you know, Bristol just yeah. kind of got their killer instinct sorted out, didn't they? And then you saw the tries coming in from Malins, from Peter, uh, Piatau, um, Ranrandra, you know. But that first half, like you say, it was ridiculous. Now, was that just the fact that, Bristol were overly confident because Piotr was like, you know, he knocked the ball over, had the ball knocked over the line. He didn't even know the guy was coming. He was literally jogging in and, and you know, the fullback from Gloucester just came and hit him, dislodged the ball over the line. You know, was it arrogance from Bristol or do you think it was just fair play from Gloucester and that never giving up attitude? Yeah, I don't, personally, I, I wouldn't call it arrogance from Bristol. I don't think they're, they're that side. No, 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 but just maybe on that occasion, sorry. I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I don't think they are that kind of side, but I just, I don't I know. I think it possibly, um, if anything, it's probably more a bit of um, almost over-excitement. Fans back being back in the crowd for the first time in over a year, isn't it? And they really wanted to put on a show, isn't it? So I think it was almost probably maybe trying a bit too hard at the beginning to, yeah, um, you know, to, to do the fancy stuff and pull out a real a real show for the fans. But um, so, so some silly errors came. And it wasn't all silly errors a lot of it was just down to either genuine errors or or, or just like you say hard dogged defense from Gloucester wouldn't it because they in the first half in particular they 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 really went at them didn't they they yeah. they fought superbly especially uh yeah another red card like you say on the fifth was it 15 minutes or something yeah. I think we said didn't we you said was it was it first 15 minutes there was like four or five disallowed tries and a red card it's an unbelievable start to the game yeah but I mean just going yeah. back to the red card there, there can be no real you know, it was a it was a dangerous tackle. You know, uh, Lewitua landed on his kind of head, neck, tip tipped over. The only that was stupid, stupid tackle. Yeah, yeah. I did wonder if it was. You know, would would it have been a bit different if there hadn't been the two guys there? But I don't think there would have. I think it. it yeah, it was just a silly tackle, really. Um, but obviously, you know, from that win, Bristol now are guaranteed a home. No, sorry, are guaranteed a top four finish. Whether that be home, yeah, more than likely, one more one more win is probably guaranteed home, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So fair play to Pat Lamb and his boys, um, and it'd be interesting if Solomona does come. Yeah, it will. That'd be well interesting. Well, I know um, uh, 
I've completely gone blank on uh, the name of the uh, Bristol winger. He didn't play this weekend. Oh, the... Um, uh... I want to say Nadolo, but it's not Nadolo, is it? No. Now, 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 now Lego, isn't it? Now, now Lego, Lego. Yeah. He's injured, um, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think I can't remember his exact age, but he's in his thirties. I think he's not—he's not a spring chicken, so he might not be, you know, that sort of that many more seasons left in him. Um, okay. And you just never know, do you? If, if they're looking at potentially bringing in someone, someone Solomona, then there are plenty of really top-class wingers there, isn't it? So, um, be interesting. I think, to see I think Solomona would actually be quite a good fit for them, really. I, I, yeah, wonder, I, do. I do wonder if Pat Lamb could get the best out of him. Well, if, I think if anyone's going to with any player, it's someone like Pat Lamb and Baxter generally bring out the best in players, don't they? But yeah. it's, it's, whether, it's probably more whether or not um, Pat Lamb thinks Solomona's sort of character can fit within what he's doing there, isn't it? But he yeah. won't take him if he doesn't think he will, will he? So. No, absolutely. Um, should we move on to Exeter London Irish? Yeah. So last night again... You know, crowds, fans in um, at Irish. Can't think what the ground's called. <coughs> yeah, pardon me. Brentford, Brentford. Yeah. Um, t- uh, Tigers, bloody hell. Irish were in the game, 19-12 at halftime. Sam Simmons scoring three tries, though. His brother scoring a try. Sam Simmons breaking the most tries in a season. Um, I think he's up to 17. No, he's nineteen, mate. Oh, is it nineteen? Is it? Sorry, the record. I think the record was seventeen. Ah, so he needed okay. he needed one more try to equal it, but then he got two tries within quick succession in the first half, didn't he, to yeah. to break it and then finished it off with a, a nice third hat trick try to hey, go two boy, two in the that, lead. That boy is some player, eh? Yeah, we've got. I mean, it's almost he needs a special mention this week, isn't it? Because that is just yeah, fair place, fair place, fair place. Yeah, well done, mate. Talk, uh, local lad to our area, my area. Talky born, wasn't he? Talky born. I don't know. Talk. I think he did. Do you know what he did? He did. He, he did turn out for Talky Juniors. Um, yeah, he played, I, he played a lot at Timmouth, I think. Didn't well, he? I think but, he played a lot of his rugby at Timmouth. Yeah. So. Um, but um, yeah, just uh, oh, just quality, mate. You look, uh, you look at the list. That list, that top top scoring list, isn't it? I mean, yeah, there's some ridiculous names on there. Christian Wade. I think someone mentioned it was all. Normally all backs, but I think there was um, Neil Back was the one from yeah, uh, yeah, forward from the old days, wasn't it? And obviously Thomas Waldrum, um, arguably Sam Simmons' m- m- mentor, who uh, he succeeded, Hero. wasn't it? At least, but, <laughs> <laughs> take, certainly taking over the mantle there because Waldrum wasn't, wasn't too shabby at running up tries each season, was he? But no, mate, Simmons, God no, no, he wasn't Simmons at all. Just flying, isn't he, mate? I think I just I just love to see him really now. Um, sort of gel and, and fit in well with that and, and really challenge for a test spot in the Lions this summer because that would be great to see. Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be fantastic. My my kind of worry is, even if he goes on the Lions and has a fantastic um, fantastic tour. kind of tour, is Eddie Jones even still going to, you know, <laughs> Eddie's Eddie, isn't he? Eddie's Eddie, mate. Is he going to select him? I think there'd be massive uproar if he didn't. I th- um, yeah, I, I think it would be very, very hard, very, very hard for Eddie not to. If, if he, if he, if he goes and proves himself internationally playing for the British Lions, then 
that there's no justification not to play him for England, is there? No. He's proven himself as an international player then, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. Also, yeah, be, I I think uh, I think that would be a, a pretty dodgy dodgy, dodgy move by Yeah, but, yeah. but agree, you know, mate. yeah, we'll just have to see how he goes first of all, mates. But, uh, it's going to be tough, isn't it? It's a bit obviously big old guys out there. Yeah, to, uh, yeah, to contest with, and, and it's not, boys. not the guys he's used to playing with. So you know, he's got he's got to gel with the guys, isn't he? And, and work away in systems of playing so that he can bring out the best of himself or whatever. But I just yeah. Hope it goes well. Hope he, if he does it, mate, and carries on that form, because it would be great, obviously, for him personally, but obviously for the pretty, pretty good for the Lions as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be fantastic to watch, mate. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so obviously, it's good to see him and Falatay, because Falatay is older, older boy, isn't he? But he's a, he's a class act. But um, if you can get both of them mm-hmm. on top form, gunning gunning for test spot, then it would be um, make it interesting. A good, a good thing for the Lions, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, I agree. I'm not sure Falatau's as good as he was, but hey ho. Um, let's just look ahead to next weekend. So no, no Gallagher Premiership. Obviously, uh, the final of the uh, Heineken Cup on Saturday. We'll come back to the challenge on the Friday. La Rochelle to lose. Which way do you think that's going to go? Oh, oh, um, I just hope it's not a kind of typical final between two French teams where they just are too scared to. Like the yeah, like the quarterfinals and the semi-final. I think they just, if I think if La Rochelle just go and say um, and play, then they they will they will they will do well because Toulouse um, their captain's not playing. He's banned, isn't he? Marchand he he's got a ban from uh, the semi-final. I think it was a headbutt. So he's been cited for that. So he's not available. Uh, Zach Holmes isn't available either. Uh, and I think they've got a few more injuries. So I think it really is if La Rochelle go out and just throw caution to the wind and play, you know, with like the likes of Bottier and, and, you know, all the other lands that they've kind of got. I can't know. Oh, um, Will Skelton and all those kind of guys. I just think, I think, yeah, my money's on La Rochelle. Yeah, I, I don't know, mate, really, mate. It's uh, um, like up, up, up until now, I'm probably looking at, Sort of form and everything, you'd probably say Toulouse are the slight favourites. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I really do think it, it could go either way. It could be, a, and I, uh, the same as you, I just really hope that they actually go out and play rather than just go for that really dull, um, tight physical, tactical game, isn't it? And yeah, a dull game of rugby, but um. The, the problem, I think, that the slight problem is, is probably a more open game would salute, um, suit Toulouse slightly more than. Do you reckon? I think so. Yeah, just with their, their halfbacks and backline, but they can both play it either way, can't they? So, um, yeah, I, I just hope it's a a real physical contest, and b they they play a bit of rugby as well, wouldn't it? It'd be like a you know a proper a proper final. Yeah. Just go okay. all guns blazing. That's, Season rugby. Season rugby. Um, I, I actually hope. I actually hope. I mean, I love. I, I particularly like. Um, obviously, Dupont, best arguably best player in the world at the moment, isn't he? He's a superb player. So, if it's that from from that point of view in particular, um, got got a bit of a soft spot for Toulouse winning it. But on the other hand, um, what La Rochelle have, have done and, and are building there, and especially because um, Ronan Agar is there, isn't he? And, and doing it, obviously doing a fantastic job. I think I actually. The same, like my my sort of hearts with Lara Shelter to do it. But. Yeah, I agree. 
Well, maybe Which we was... can, you know, maybe we can watch that one together. We'll see. If you're allowed in maybe. people's houses now, aren't they? So. Um, also this weekend, before we again, before we go back to Tigers, it's the um, Allianz Premier 15's um, semi-finals. Harlequins uh, are taking on Wasps at 12.30. Saracens are taking on Loughborough Lightning. Last year's um, final was between Quins and Saracens, which Saracens won. I am expecting Saracens to make the final, but I actually think Wasps could potentially put one over Harlequins, if I'm honest, judging and looking at the form of the season so far. They've been really good. They had a good um, result last week, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, I think, week before. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting weekend for the in the ladies' game, and and again, maybe we can, you know, as there's no kind of rugby on Saturday apart from the uh, the Heineken Cup final, which is at four forty-five. Maybe we can get that up on the radio and listen to that, mate. You know, give it a bit yeah, of feedback let's next week. Let's do it. So yeah, look, really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to. It. But the one that I'm looking forward to the most is obviously Friday night at Twickenham, ten thousand fans in the crowd. My boys against Montpellier. Let's just discuss. You're staying up for that one, eh? Uh, it's eight o'clock kickoff. I could be in bed by then, to be fair. <laughs> um, no, mate, I will be there. I will be sending the kids out, the partner to bed. Um, I will be, without doubt, shouting at the TV, watching that bad boy. Really is it eight o'clock kickoff? Is it? Eight o'clock kickoff, mate, yeah. Really looking forward to it. Okay. I think yeah. I think I think you were right in what you were saying earlier. I think the fact that Leicester put in a really solid performance against Quinns, um, you know, coming away from those recent def- obviously recent defeats that they had puts them in really good stead for Montpellier. But let's not underestimate Montpellier. The fact they have got Cobras Reinach, um, Andre Pollard, they're and not on, a- and on and on and, on and, on, and the list goes on. It, they're a bloody good team. Um, and again, I just I just hope it's that kind of free flowing, proper final rugby rather, than, or 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 if it's just a fight, an arm wrestle between. Matt and matter, mate. If you get the win, get the win. Yeah, <laughs> win by any cost, isn't it? So that's, think, that's going going completely against what we're saying for the French. Yeah. Cup <laughs> just 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 beat the crap out of them. Let's take the victory. Tigers could Tigers to do it. Mate, I, I, like that's one of those, isn't it? On on paper. Um, Montpellier should be winning that eight, nine times out of ten, shouldn't they? Just going on paper, player for player and all the rest of it. But Tigers definitely, definitely can win it. And certainly with um, the momentum and, and form that they've been building throughout the season, but in particular the last uh, last few rounds or last few games or whatever, then, yeah, definitely, they, they can definitely do it, mate. So, um, got to go for it, mate. English side. Oh, that nice. goes against the grain for me, but... That must be, that must be hard for you though. to make that decision, mate. It must be <laughs> tough, but thank you. I take it you're going to be watching. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. mate. Maybe, maybe we watch it on 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 like our tablets, so we can do that. Watch your friend thing with BT Sport with a friend that BT Sport do. You know the one? No, I don't, mate. Yeah, well, there's some device where you can watch games with your friends if you put it on the tablet. I don't think you can do it on the TV. Um, but maybe maybe we can like do that. Zoom, right zoom now. style or something. Yeah, kind of like a Zoom call. It looks quite cool. I've not done it yet because well, you you've been doing parenting things, whereas I just oh, get yeah. Rid, yeah bedtimes I, and yeah I, get rid, I, yeah. I get rid of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have kids when rugby's on. Um, yeah, so cool. Let's this yeah, lots of rugby to look forward to this weekend. Um, and I think that probably wraps up our little little chat today, really. 
Yeah, I think it is, mate. I think we covered everything that needs covering, isn't it? So um, lovely. Thank you very much. All right, mate. No worries. Well, I will see Always you. Um, I'll look forward to seeing you soon, Saturday. Yeah, see you Saturday, mate. See you Saturday, bro. So that was episode 33 of the Top Two Inches. Thank you once again for choosing to listen to us uh, rabbit on about rugby. It's really appreciated. Obviously, thank you to iSpy Surveys for continuing to sponsor the podcast. That is also appreciated. We will be back next week where we will be discussing the final of the Challenge Cup. We'll also have a little look at the final of the Heineken Cup as well. Sari's Watch, obviously, we'll check in on that. News as ever. Um, and then look ahead to the latest round of the Gallagher Premiership. Obviously, we are available on all platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcast. We are on Twitter at Top2InchesRP and also on Instagram. So go over there, give us a follow, subscribe, watch our contact contents let us know what you think if we're good if we're bad if we're indifferent if we pull the pants off you a bit like ollie does to me just let us know um yeah and we'll be back again with another episode very soon thank you very much once again for listening